0: donning or frost guard we did visit with senator andrew koenig from the st louis um, county area how you doing uh, andrew good to make the acquaintance virtually here
1: yeah thanks for
0: having me hey so education is on everyone's mind didn't get done last year is there going to be monumental uh seismic shift in education policy and some choice in uh you know this year in the legislature
1: yeah, I mean, that's definitely been, um, a big fight for me almost the entire time I've been in the legislature. Um, I did pass Missouri's first school choice program in 2021, um, the ESA program. And so we're, we have a hearing today on two separate bills. Um, I am chair of educate, of the education committee and I'm optimistic we can get something done. Um, one, the bill I'm more optimistic about is ESA expansion. Um, so our, our school choice program is a little bit limited on who qualifies. Also, there's geographical restrictions. Um, so what we want to do is make that statewide, make it so every child um, can qualify for it. And um, so that's one of the bills. The second bill, would also what, what it would do, it would be more of like what Oklahoma did. And um, that one is, is definitely a better bill, um, but I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get done. But what that would do is any kind of educational expenses, you would get a refundable tax credit when you do your taxes. Um, So whether that's tuition, whether it's tutoring, whether it's curriculum, um, you could get it done as long as you don't have a a child in a public school.
0: Now, what about the legislation that um, talks about student growth? My understanding is that is also headed to your committee. And I guess I thought we were already including student growth measures in the scores out of DESE. Is that not the case?
1: Yeah, so what they do is they basically take a snapshot at the end. So it's not really – there's there no – what Desi does currently is it's not a growth model based on a a, a student's growth. It's just a growth model based on the school's growth. Um, so you could have a new batch of kids, and you're basically taking a snapshot of where they're at at the end of the year. And then you take the next batch of kids and take a snapshot of how they do at the end end of the year. So it's not an apples to apples. It's not like you're comparing the same kids at the beginning of the year and comparing them at the end of the year.
0: Hmm. Brian Houseworth joins us uh, has a question for Senator Koenig. Yeah, Senator...
2: Um senator thank you uh so so much for joining us live we appreciate you taking time to uh, to talk to us i want to make sure and i have a follow-up on this i want to make sure the bill that's being heard today is 727 the uh the empowerment scholarship accounts because there's there's a lot of different bills is that that's one of them being heard it court- is
1: okay yeah it's uh, uh 727 and 729 are the two bills that are being heard today um 727 is the esa expansion it would Kind of make like a universal ESA program um, the one problem is it is funded through donations mm-hmm. so if we were to get it passed even though it would you know a lot more kids would qualify it's limited based on how much money can be raised or 729 is not it's strictly based on um, you when you do your taxes you submit those educational expenses and you get reimbursed for those essentially through a, a refundable tax credit. Um, So 729 is definitely – it's kind of modeled after what Oklahoma did. Um, It's more universal. But I do think it's going to be a little bit harder to pass that. Since we already have the ESA program in place, I do think that one's going to be easier to pass.
2: In, uh, my follow-up question would be this, and thank you for, for explaining that. Anytime we mention school choice and, and report on it, obviously, we get reaction from both sides. But the the, the comment I hear the most from opponents of uh, the, the school choice, if you will, is they believe any school choice defunds the public schools. You've heard that argument.
1: How do you respond? I have, yeah. So yeah, that's just um, um, complete nonsense. Um, So if you look at almost all the studies, um, if you look at the financial studies, the financial impacts, um, almost all of them show there's positive benefits, almost universally, um, that there's positive benefits to the public schools. Because basically what you're doing is you're only taking the state money Um, Away, Well, they keep 100% of the local money, which means if you – let's say you take – you have 100 kids and you take five kids out of that school and they only lose half the funding for those five kids, the funding per student actually goes up in that school. Um, So there is no harmful effects. Also, if you look at academic outcomes, um, almost all of of them show positive benefits for the kids that are in the program and for the kids that go to the public schools. And it makes sense because – um, it's competition. Now that public school has to compete for those dollars. They have to compete for those students to come to their school. And so there's an incentive for them to do a better job. And then if you look at parents, parent satisfac- satisfaction studies, almost universally true that parents are happier and it makes sense because you're choosing, choosing that option um, to go with the school choice program. So this is better for taxpayers. It's better for parents, and it's better for academic outcomes, and kids are happier.
0: Senator,
2: talk to us about something we haven't heard talked about in a while at the state house, but it's becoming pretty popular: that uh, four-day school weeks. I know Boone County's already got three districts: Harrisburg, Hallsville, and Sturgeon, and I think it's Centralia is even doing a late start on Mondays. Where is that all headed? Independence being a big one with fourteen thousand kids
1: yeah so the the fact that independence is doing this is definitely creating some controversy controversy at least for some of the suburban areas um Some of the parents aren't happy about it because they're um rely on that five day school week for for work or a place for for their kids to be um but definitely in the rural areas it's definitely becoming more popular um I know the senators from the area um where independence is are very upset about the four day school school week, um, so you might see a change this year um, relating to the four day school week um, when it comes to at least the suburban areas
0: we 're talking with Senator Andrew Koenig on wake up mid missouri and um, senator i I want to cycle back to the school choice thing one of the one of the um, problems that i 've thought about and, and people have mentioned this uh, to this to me that teach teaching the public schools and that is that potentially unless there were some kind of safeguards against it um private schools parochial schools could could cherry pick uh for lack of a better word i mean public schools need to provide education for developmentally disabled kids uh for you know uh, learning disabled kids uh and you could see a scenario where in the competition for the voucher for the buck for the esa wherever whatever kind of you know student support you're talking um that cherry picking could go on your thoughts on that
1: yeah, I mean, m- most of the private schools out there are not going to cherry pick. Now, when it comes to kids with special needs or kids with IEPs, it is more costly. Um, and you know, like for instance, in St. Louis area, the average amount of expenditure per child, um, it, you know, is reaching twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars per child. Um, the ESA program, uh, in its current form, uses the state adequacy target. So the funding that that a child will get is only about um, $6,200. It is going up to sixty seven because that state adequacy target is being increased, and that's what it's based off of. Um, in one of the changes in our bill that we're doing this year is we're copying what we have in the foundation formula. So that way kids with special needs would get more money. Um, making it more feasible for them to go to um, a private school that could meet their needs. And there are private schools that are very specific um, for some of these um, kids with IEPs, but they also are a lot more costly.
0: Now, what is your strategy? It sounds like you're out early with, you know, big uh, weighty issues, uh, early hearings. What's your strategy to get things done in the Senate? Is, it, is your strategy go as early as possible? Is there some other strategy for pushing education through first? Um, do you think education is going to get tied up with, you know, IP reform or some of these other issues?
1: Yeah, so my strategy is definitely to get it out early. We did a lot of work last year. We were very close to a deal last year. So we're kind of piggybacking off of um, how we ended the session last year. So I am optimistic that we can get something through the Senate. Um, it's hard to know exactly in what form. So we are we're starting those negotiations this week with a few senators that I think are going to be instrumental in putting a deal together. And I'm hopeful in the next few weeks that we can get something out of the Senate into the House. Um, it is going to be very challenging to get get the, the bill through the House as well. Um, so we need to start early so we can start educating um, House members on what the bill actually does.
2: Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I would just add one other thing on the four-day school weeks, because I see a lot of uh, pro- progressives talking about this on Twitter. And I've even seen people, like you mentioned, in Independence that are kind of upset about it. But it, you were there when they when the, that bill got passed. Yes, it was a Republican bill. The bill sponsor is a former state rep. You served with Bill Rybolt from Neosho. But the fact is that bill was signed into law by a Democrat governor, Jay Nixon. He signed that bill into law. You were you were there. Uh, Did did you think he would veto that? He signed it. But people never report that it was a Democrat governor that signed it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, when that was going through, um, I didn't uh, really put a lot of thought into um, whether or not it would be vetoed or not. I honestly didn't – I'm from the St. Louis area. I honestly didn't think any school district in the St. Louis area would actually uh, actually use the four-day school week. So it wasn't a huge concern for me one way or the other way.
2: Gotcha. And in most schools, to be fair, in St. Louis, have not, even today, have
1: not used it. It's primarily rural. Um, in the yeah, last- another, bill, another bill that's coming up um, in education mm-hmm. actually next Wednesday – um, is another very controversial bill, is the Parents' Bill of Rights. Mm. And then we also tied it with um, what's happening where you have schools that are changing the pronouns of kids without parental consent. And what this bill would, would also do is, however that student is enrolled in the school, it would make it illegal for a teacher to change the pronouns or change the name of a student. Um, you know, without the parents' written notification, and if they do do that, it, it would uh, it would we would take away their teacher's license.
0: All right. Uh, before we let you go, the last minute, I think everyone is, uh, depending on your perspective and the prism you're looking at this from, either wringing their hands that nothing will get done. Because of so many people, including yourself, you know, running for state office, statewide office in the Senate, the, the newly found and emboldened Freedom Caucus, newly, I guess, reformed, um, excluding Senator Moon. I mean, there's just so much controversy within the GOP, uh, in the Senate especially. Um, the Democrats are sitting around just loving watching the self-immolation that's going on. Your thoughts on that? Is there any way that bridges can be built and conservative things can get done?
1: Yeah, I mean there is definitely a lot of infighting within um the Republican ranks and um that is going to make it harder to get thing do- things done um and so yeah, as far as big ticket items and the number of big ticket items that might get done is probably definitely going to be stifled because of the infighting.
0: Ah, that's a shame. Well, maybe maybe miracles can happen. We'll see, and we'll keep following it and hope to touch base with you as the very all-important education issues come forth and hopefully get done before the last day of the session. Thank you, Senator Andrew Koenig. Hope you stay safe in all the funky weather, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for having me. All right, Senator Andrew Koenig, some good news there, and uh, he intends on moving some of those things forward. It's good to hear. Well, the markets have been sort of up and down after a very up End of the quarter. We'll see what's coming up on the Morning Bell with Stephanie Bell right after a few words from our sponsors on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And uh, later on, 835, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Lots to say about caucuses. Should Biden be on the ballot and more on Wake Up Mid-Missouri? Thanks for being here.
2: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri.